Hello everyone and welcome back to the Real Positive Girl podcast. My name is Sabrina. Happy Wednesday to you all. I hope that you're having a fantastic day. I hope that it's just going well. We're in the middle of the week. It's hump day. So I hope that everything is going according to plan or at least really close to according to your plan for the week. Um, Yes, I do hope you're having a fantastic day, whether your day is just beginning in the middle or towards the end. If you're having a rough day, I always encourage everyone to do the five minute reset, which is to take at least five minutes to be by yourself where you uh, take the time to reset, reboot, restart your day right then and there. Also, to take a break from any burdens, issues, problems, or troubles that you are currently dealing with that is causing you anxiety and stress and worry. And if you are dealing with any problems um, face-to-face that you do need to um, resolve, then I encourage you to take some time for some problem solving so you can go back with a resolution whenever you have to deal with that problem again and be able to move forward from it as soon as possible. I always encourage everyone to make a quick list of at least four items that you are grateful for. Those can be really small, really big, or medium-sized things. Maybe you're grateful that you are able to find some time to travel and see friends and family soon for an upcoming holiday or an event. Maybe you're really excited about, um, you know, moving up in your job. Maybe you're getting a raise. Maybe you're getting um, a different job title. Maybe you're just shifting into a different position that you're very excited about. Um, Maybe you're just happy that you had enough extra money to um, put away for saving for something you've been really excited about. You've been saving for it for a while and you're really looking forward to it. Or you're just grateful for snuggles with your pup recently. So it doesn't matter what it is. Um, you can be grateful for anything and that just makes the list ongoing, forever, never ending, which is amazing. And last but not least, make sure that before you leave your five minute reset that you are feeling at least neutral, if not positive about the rest of your day because you do not want to pass along your bad attitude and your m- negative mood to anyone else. You want to make sure that you take the time to focus more on the things that are going positive in your life despite the negative things that are happening and you know that there are positive things happening in your life because you just made a list of at least four things that you are grateful for that really helps to shift your mindset and change your perspective. However, I do hope that you are having a really good day on this Wednesday. Just a reminder that this week we are talking about minimalism and the mind and today, Wednesday, we are going to specifically talk about minimalism's effect on anxiety and depression. So let's go ahead and just jump right in. Minimalism has a greater effect on anxiety and depression than we know. It touches so many things that I'm going to briefly mention today for you to reflect back on later. This is not, not, not going to be a super deep um, conversation about anxiety and depression. Um, It is going to be more of like a list of items that are affected by anxiety and depression because of adopting a minimalistic lifestyle and mindset. So just know that this isn't going to be um, talking super deeply about it. Um, we are going to um, talk a little bit more about that tomorrow, 
I would say, but today is more of a list of just like talking about um, minimalism can affect this and this is how. So let me start with the first one. Um, minimalism can increase energy. The reason that it can increase your energy, which is definitely necessary when you're dealing with depression and anxiety because a lot of times you can feel super paralyzed and not even wanting to get out of bed, not wanting to actually do anything, even the things that make you the happiest. Um, but it increases your energy because by ridding yourself of items and things that you're doing, you have more opportunity to focus on the things that are important to you that actually bring value to your life, which gives you more energy because naturally by focusing on things that you actually care about that actually are important to you and bring you joy, you are more energetic. You also have less things to focus on, to worry about that will cause you any sort of stress because you've gotten rid of those things. You know, you're not stressful about all the over like the excessive amount of laundry that you have to do because you reduced how many clothes you have because you really didn't need that many or maybe you got rid of a lot of dishes and that is reducing any sort of worry about having to like clean up things in the kitchen or maybe you um, have more energy to work on your really important projects because you decided to get rid of um certain streaming services that were just like kind of like sucking away your time or video games that you used to play and you're kind of taking a break from that um, or any other service that was just pulling away your time and your focus. Minimalism definitely gives you more energy because you're able to um, take any energy that you were wasting on other tasks and items that were not really important and were just like sucking sucking all of that time away from you um, and sucking all of that energy that you were using to either fix it or be attentive to it so that it will continue working for you when really it wasn't bringing you any joy in the first place. Minimalism can save you time and in the same effect of giving you more energy, it can save you time because you're not spending so much time, again, doing extra laundry for clothes that you don't need, doing dishes for extra dishes you don't need. Um, maybe you move to a smaller place and you don't have to spend so much time um, outside in the yard and everything. Like that's something that we're looking forward to. We're definitely moving into a home that is going to save us time because it's built into like the HOA that someone else is going to take care of the yard, but that actually is going to save us time and grief because doing stuff outside in the lawn for us does not bring us joy or happiness or fulfillment at all whatsoever. So it's definitely going to save us time to put towards other projects and other things in our home that we actually enjoy doing. Um, maybe you decide to get rid of your car because you do not enjoy, um, the commutes and having to drive and having to keep up the maintenance of your car, but maybe you decide to take public transit, but that actually saves you time because you have time to sit on the bus or the train or whatever it is and do extra work in the meantime while someone else is getting you from point A to point B. Um, maybe you move into a smaller place and, oh, I'm so sorry guys. Maybe you move into a smaller place and that saves you time because you have less things to clean and you have um, less things to uh uh, have to fix or, you know, keep tidy and whatever it is. It can definitely save you time because again, minimalism allows you to refocus um, all of your time and energy into the things that actually matter and that you actually want to be focusing on and putting your time and energy into. Minimalism can reduce worry. 
Minimalism can reduce worry because you don't have as many things to worry about. I also think of minimalism as reducing relationships that are not, you know, (laughs) I can't find a positive way to say this, that are not bringing you happiness in your life, that are not um, blessing you with you know, like comfort and joy, you know, those, there's just relationships in your, in your life that are just suck everything out of you. Right. And so when I think about, um, it can be reducing worry. If you are able to distance, I want to say cut, but distance yourself from those people and like, you know, cut those people out of your life. If they are just soul sucking you to death, um, then you have less drama to worry about because they are no longer in your life. Um, you have less worry because maybe if you have reduced the amount of responsibilities that you have in your life, you're not always worrying if something is going to drop or catch on fire. Um, you can have less worry about, um, work if you're able to simplify it or change into a job that you truly love and is not causing you stress and anxiety every time that you have to go to it. I understand that not everyone will have the opportunity to do that, but if you do, I encourage you wholeheartedly to do it because I did it recently. It's amazing. Um, And you know, the less things that you have, the less things that are going to break, the less things that you have to replace, the less things that you have to worry about um, working will cause you less stress and less worry. Hopefully that makes sense. Minimalism can reduce decision fatigue. So if you have less clothing in your closet, you will not have to waste time in the morning or in the evening, whenever you decide what you're going to wear, um, what you're going to wear because you have less options, right? Um, and maybe if you have only one streaming service or two, as opposed to 10, you know, you won't get that decision fatigue because you really only have a couple choices of where you can get entertainment, right? Um, maybe you like to read a lot and you're like me where you go and download or purchase a lot of books and you're just so overwhelmed with what you should read. But if you decide to adopt the mindset of like only having two or three books at a time, then you have fewer choices, right? Um, let's say that you go into the kitchen and you, you're not that person that goes to the store and literally buys everything that they see that sounds good. No, you stick to a very specific list. And so you're going to the kitchen for a snack and you have less choices. So you won't have decision fatigue. Decision fatigue is all about having less choices to choose from because if you allow yourself to have so many overwhelming options, it can be become so tiring to have to choose between those things day in and day out, especially if you line up all the decisions that you have to make every single day, especially if you have decisions built into your job every single day, then you're overwhelmed to the max. Like you're just done. So by the time that you get home, you're like you're not in the mood to make any more decisions it's just taking you out of you and I understand this from a personal level because my husband he he struggles with this he has to make so many decisions in his everyday job that coming that after after he works having to make decisions on like what we want for dinner or what we're going to do for this that and the other it's really tough for him and we've had to work that out and figure that out how it's going to work best for our family but you see what I mean if you are able to just limit the options that you have in whatever it is then you have 
less decision fatigue. You're not going to get so tired from decisions because they're going to be so easy to make because there's less options, which can be so super helpful. A lot of times we think that options are healthy and options are exciting and they can be. They can be super exciting, like when you're deciding where to go on vacation or when you're deciding, I don't know, maybe what kind of candy you're going to have or like, I don't know, flavor of ice cream you're going to have when you go out to Froyo or whatever it is. Yes, every now and then it's great to have so many options, but when it's happening day in and day out, five or ten times a day, it's just overwhelming and you're just over it, so... By limiting your choices and limiting your options, you have less decision fatigue. Minimalism can reduce overstimulation. So let's say that you make the choice that you're going to get rid of all your TVs um, in your home so that you're not tempted to watch as much TV if that's an issue with you. Or maybe you take it out of the bedroom so that your bedroom becomes more of like a sanctuary, quiet place. Um, then you're not over so overly stimulated with TV. Maybe you, um, I know someone online that I watch on YouTube. Um, her name is Kelly Stamps and she talks a lot about minimalism and she was mentioning how, um, she decided to lower her cell phone plan to not unlimited data to have a very specific amount of data so that she wasn't tempted to always be up on her phone you know texting everyone and scrolling through all the socials and this that and the other um so that it would help her not be overstimulated and i think that's a great idea too if you do find yourself um constantly doing that and just feeling so overwhelmed about everything going on then that'll then I'll if you decide to adopt that kind of thing that will give you they'll put those limits in place I think there's even apps on your phone you can do if you don't want to have to go through the hassle of changing your cell plan um that will put those limits in place so that you aren't feeling overstimulated by everything that's happening um maybe you will limit your amount of screen time in general maybe you will um limit how many times you go out with friends like you decide, okay, no, I'm only going to go out maybe once a week. I understand that we're in quarantine and so you might already go out less, but in theory, if you like to go out a lot, you put a limit to it so you don't overstimulate yourself with going out with friends and doing all those things. Um, it just really cuts back on you feeling overwhelmed and just your mind going too quickly all the time to just feel like you're burnt out on everything so quick a lot quicker than you would be if you just kind of like slowed it down and took more time for reflection re relaxation um activities that caused your brain to not just be in a constant frenzy but maybe in a more deep methodical kind of um situation i don't know like i don't i'm trying to <laughs> i'm trying to describe something that I can't describe very well. I am discovering that right now. But you know what I mean, where you're just like calm and you're in a deep kind of sense of thought as opposed to just everything in your mind and all the lights being on and everything being haywire. And it's like you're at a club in your mind as opposed to sitting at a coffee shop reading a book. Like that's the kind of comparison I can see. So Minimalism can definitely help you with overstimulation because if you cut back on the things that you are able to do, which goes hand in hand with decision fatigue. If you cut back on the on the options that you have, the things that you're able to do or you're allowing yourself to do, 
you won't be as stimulated and you'll be able to, um, I believe that you will have a greater, wider mental capacity to be able to really think through, problem solve better, have more creativity because you're not continually distracting yourself with other things that aren't super important and aren't feeding back into the things that you value the most. Minimalism can also reduce financial issues. So I mentioned on the first episode of this week talking about how if you adopt minimalism, uh, the minimal, uh, the minimalistic lifestyle and mindset, it doesn't mean that you necessarily aren't going to spend money. And that's true. You could go to the stores and buy the nicer fashion pieces so that they last longer and that you're not having to continually replace pieces in your wardrobe because things are falling apart. Um, but minimalism, if you decide to donate or sell a bunch of your furniture items and move into a smaller place or just really get rid of a lot of things because you, you know that those things aren't necessarily making you happy. They're just clutter. They're just kind of suffocating you. Um, it can really help you financially because you've already made the decision that you don't need to continually be going out shopping all the time for things that you don't need just to fill some sort of void in your heart, in your in your in your mind, in your soul, and also in the place that you're living. Um, and you will inherently just spend less because you know that you need less. Even with investing in really nice pieces or maybe you are going to invest in a really nice car. Maybe you decided, oh, I want to get a nice car that I know is that has proven that it will last for a long time as opposed to, you know, just continually leasing the newest car to have like an upgrade as opposed to just like, you know, investing in something that you really, really know will last you a long time. And that's what it's all about. You know, you're, you, it will help you financially because you're not continually out there trying to keep up with other people, spending useless amounts, like uh, crazy amounts of money on useless things, on things that you don't even like, things that you're just trying to use to impress other people, impress yourself really, and tell yourself that it will make you happy at some point when really you know it won't. You're just doing it because other people are doing it or other people are telling you it's the right thing to do, right? So I feel like inherently minimalism will cause you to spend less money because you'll actually take the time to really think about whether the purchase that you're about to make, even if it's just buying like extra items at the grocery store or ordering random um, clothing, makeup, um, you know, gadgets online. Do you actually need those? Will those actually bring you happiness? Are they actually necessary in your life? Could you find another way to get those things, those things if you actually needed them? Do you, should you just borrow them because you maybe not don't need those long term? Do you know what I mean? Um, do you actually... Is it better for you to actually invest in a computer that can be continually upgraded for the next few years as opposed to just buying something that will only last for a year or two? Um, You know what I mean? Or are you just buying something for convenience as opposed to something that will help you um, grow and learn in advance? year at least five six seven years down the road like you're actually taking the time to make these um, deep connections and have these deep um, conversations with yourself to make decisions to spend money on the right things and not on other things and even the decision of like I'm not going to go out to dinner with them tonight because you know I'm not sure I'll really find any joy in spending time with them also spending money on um, drinks and dinner will not help me 
get to this goal and this achievement that I have in my life that will truly bring me ultimate happiness. So that's how I can help you financially. And that's it for this episode, guys. I really hope this was helpful. I understand that it was just simply a list and I usually do lists on Friday. But when I wanted to talk about anxiety and depression, which are important to me, I wanted to bring up these specific points because I wanted you to really be able to reflect back on these things and ask yourself if you find yourself overstimulated, if you find yourself um, in like a financial issue, financial burden because you just spend money on random things. Do you find that you have decision fatigue because there's just so many decisions to make in a day that it's overwhelming and it kind of gives you additional stress and anxiety and worry throughout the day? You know, um, I want you to take the time and consider those things and if they are attributing to your anxiety and depression or causing you to feel like you are developing anxiety and depression. So that's that on that. Um, But I do feel like this episode was a little rocky for me to explain what I was trying to talk about. I do hope it came across correctly. Um, But again, thank you so much for listening to the Real Positive Girl podcast. My name is Sabrina. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you know someone else that would really enjoy it, I encourage you to share it with them. I really appreciate all the shares out there. I really, really do. Please check the description box for notes for the show, where to find me on Instagram, which is at uh, which is at Real Positive Girl Podcast. Um, send me an email with any questions, comments, concerns, prayer requests, feedback, topics, suggestions, or just to say hi to Real Real Positive Girl Podcast at gmail.com. But until then, I hope you guys come back and listen to the next two episodes for the rest of the week. But until then, have a good one and I'll see you next time. Bye, guys. <laughs>